Good evening. Today is Monday, September 5th, 2022, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is Appendix 2, Spiritual Experience, and our speaker tonight is Joe B. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. My name is Joe. I am a compulsive overeater from Melbourne, Australia. We are a worldwide fellowship. You know, recovery happens down under as well. And it's so fabulous to see fresh faces and new experiences and to hear your voices. It is 10 a.m. where I am in the world on a Tuesday morning. And I, uh, I was invited to come and what a pleasure and what a gift. Um, so the topic, so I am, a, I, I got my recovery. I, I really put my recovery and my experiences to the big book and the wisdom in that big book and how we translate the wisdom in this book. You know, a little side note, my big book is green. Did you know they came in green? I did not know that. But in COVID, I, um, I was home and I ordered a, a big book without really reading the details. And I got the Australian version and it's green. So I, I wouldn't have chosen it if I had the choice, but that's my big book at the moment is green. And I'll use it till it starts falling apart and the pages start falling out. And then it's time to get a new one. I use the set aside prayer and I'm gonna start with that. In the big book, it asks us to set aside our old experiences, our ideas, our our mind we learn in the big book that our mind is delusional i have a physical allergy when i start i cannot stop and i have a mental obsession when i stop i cannot stay stopped i decide to pick up again i decide to go right back into it and in the book it talks about set aside your old ideas open up your heart for a new experience. And so I use the set aside prayer and I'm gonna start with that. So please join me if you wish to. And I just call on the spirit or that energy or that inner resource, which we're gonna talk about today. It's deep within me. It's already there. It's not behind you or in front of you or under or over, it's inside you. That's what the book says and that's what I use. It's deep within me. So calling on that energy, that wisdom, that voice inside of me that is gentle and loving. And calling on that energy, please set aside everything I think I know about myself, about this big book and the spiritual experience, about my recovery. And you, this power, please open my heart and mind and allow me to have a brand new experience right now today with myself, with my unmanageability, with this step work, the spiritual experience, the big book, and with you, higher power, wisdom, Thank you. So that is the set aside prayer. I was introduced to that prayer about 15 years ago and I change it every day. I change that prayer depending on where I am and who I'm with. What is it I need to set aside? Because I am a delusional thinker. I don't even notice that I've picked up 
a resentment or an expectation. Fathers should, sisters should, mothers should. And I start to get into my ideas of how the world should run and I get off track, I get off beam. So I came into program as a young woman, I was 21. I am gonna to get to the big book, but I'll just take a brief moment to, to tell you who I am because you guys haven't seen me before. So I came into program at 21. I'm now almost 50, can you believe it? I know, you know, Zoom and I don't know, I look, I don't know what I look like, but you know, I'm almost 50, I'm a mature woman now. I have teenage kids and that's a miracle. Like it's a miracle. Before program, <clears throat> uh, so at 21, I came into program because um, I actually collapsed my, uh, my abuse of my body caused me to faint from, <coughs> from constipation. I fainted from the damage I was doing to my body, serious damage I was doing to my body and I collapsed. I was exercising and on some reacting to some sort of garana high energy and I was, I was doing it. And then one day I was doing it so much that I collapsed at, at school, at university. And, and uh, it was right next to the doctor and the doctor, I went to see my doctor and I said, oh, could it be these, you know, energy pills? And he said to me, he said, my wife, he gave away the anonymity of his wife. He said, my wife goes to this thing called Overeaters Anonymous. Maybe you want to try that out. And I went, I was 21 and I cried. I cried every meeting I went to. So if you're someone who comes to meetings and cries, I totally identify. I, I really identified I'd had so much emotion in my young life and I'd never told anyone and I'd never heard anyone say anything that related to me, that was similar to me. And here in those rooms, I kept hearing stories that triggered those emotions that I had buried under years and years of abusive behavior to myself. Food, exercise, laxative abuse, isolation, loneliness, obesity stretch marks you know just the stuff we do to our body when we're in disease so um so i came into program anyway somewhere in one of those meetings someone said chronic it's a chronic illness and i'm a very clever i don't know about you but i'm a very clever addict and they said chronic and i'm 21 years old i didn't want to have a forever problem chronic means forever i'm 21 so i left i didn't come back to program uh, for about three years, uh, but I, but I never, I didn't get to enjoy my binges after that. Or when I was like, I knew I was off. I knew what was happening now. I knew when I was getting off that I was getting off, like getting off beam. And they use that term in the big book when we're off beam. They talk about the planes when they used to fly and they used to follow the beam. And you knew when you heard that beam that you were traveling in the right direction. And that's much what we're doing today. If we get back to the spiritual experience, when we're on the beam, it feels peaceful. It feels, you know, maybe it doesn't feel anything, but, but when we're on the beam, we're in alignment. We're not fighting with everyone and everything. We show up, we put one foot in front of the other. Maybe it feels uncomfortable, but we show up to life. I show up. In my disease, I don't show up. I hide, I isolate, I use. So in program, in recovery, I show up and we're on the beam. When I get off beam, I start to feel anxious. So that's part of what happens to me. So I'll just quickly go back to that. 
So I was 21, I came back at 24. Now I'd put on 35 kilos that I tried to calculate and I keep forgetting. My top weight is um, 100 kilograms around there. I, I stopped looking. So I did get over, but I stopped looking. Now in pounds, I think that's 220 pounds. I don't really know. That seems like a large number. I don't know. I, at that weight, I was still jogging around the oval. Like I was still an exercise person. I just, I couldn't stop eating. And I would just do anything to get, I can't stop it coming in, but I'll do anything to get rid of it. And so that's where I was at. Now, what happened to me at 24, I'd come, I, although I also, I had that obesity, morbid, I don't know if it, it was obesity. I was, I was obese. I'm now 35 kilos lighter and um, I'm just in this body and I've been here for a long time. It's not a perfect body, it's not imperfect. I come and I go and, you know, I'm a mom and I've done all sorts of things with babies and all sorts of things in recovery and in program. I just have, this is just the body I have today. And I get out of the results. I just show up. Did I make a plan today? Did I meditate today? Did I connect to that power? If I'm not connecting to power, what program am I working? This is a 12-step program. And the 12th the step, we read it today. So the 12th step, and I, I, I love studying the spiritual experience because when this big book was written, that 12th step sounded different. It says, having had a spiritual, on page 60, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry the me this message to alcoholics or food people, addicts, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. When this book was first written, it said, step 12, having had a spiritual experience. That was the first printing of this book, spiritual experience. Now, I don't know about you, but Actually, today I can look back at my life and see many micro spiritual experiences where I felt amazing connection. That's how I describe my higher power, this feeling of being connected. In disease, I feel different and I feel isolated. And when I feel connected, it's beautiful and it's fleeting. It doesn't last long. But that is my spiritual uh, connection is part of what it is for me to be to be connected. Part of me being in spiritual alignment is looking for, am I connected? Am I, am I what am I doing to stay connected to that power? So what happened when they wrote that big book is people got overwhelmed. Like I'm not having a spiritual experience. That must just be you, Bill. Because Bill had a white light, mountain, mystical, magical, overwhelming, and he would tell people, and they would think, well, that's you. It'll never be me. And he realized he needed to write that appendix too because it can be every single person here, every person listening to this recording, every one of us can have a spiritual awakening. We are asleep and we show up to these meetings and we show up to program and we do the work to wake up a spiritual awakening. That doesn't mean you're going to be like amazing, perfect person ever, but it means that we wake up one day at a time. I am still waking up 
Five years from now, I'll be five more years awake. Who knows? Who knows what we will look like? We keep showing up and we keep waking up. And uh, my sponsor talks about recovery as a toboggan. Um, you know, we we can't coast because I, you know, I, I have kids and I'm running busy and I'm doing this and I'm working and I'm running around. And I say, I'm just coasting. I tell my sponsor, I'm coasting because, you know, I'm a sponsor and I've done the steps and I actually teach big book and, and you know, I'm, a, I'm doing all this stuff. So I'm just going to coast because I'm busy. And she reminds me, it's like you're on the snow and in a toboggan. I live in Australia, so that's a big deal. I go to the snow like once a year. It's, a, it's like an event and um, it's a big travel journey to get there. Some of you have the snow all the time. So, you know, maybe it's boring. It's ho-hum for you. For me, it's a, it's a memory. But anyway, the point of the, of the analogy, the story, is that you have to work to go uphill and you have to work to stay still. If you let go, if you stop working, what happens? If you start showing, stop showing up, what happens is you go downhill. You will go downhill. You will go back to, the book says, self-centered. That is our issue. That's our main problem. I mean, we have a lot of problems. <laughs> Physical allergy, phenomenon of craving, mental obsession. My brain doesn't work. I'm working this vehicle of my body and my brain doesn't work. The driver doesn't work. My brain makes decisions based on self best as I can do, the best that I can do is this self-centered thinking. And that's why we use this program. That's why we show up to this work. So going to the, um, to me, at 24, I was having daily panic attacks. I don't know if I got to that. I started having panic attacks at 11. I had some trauma. I had some sadness. I mean, you know, it's just my life. And it's, it was, it was hard. It was tragic. I had my first panic attack at 11. I never told anyone, ever. I continued, well, ever now I have told, I told everyone. But it took years for me to even recognize what I'd had. Someone was talking, suddenly I realized, oh, I've had that. And I've had it my whole life. So I had my first panic attack at 11. Now at 24, my life had degenerated so much that I was alone in my home obese just binge I just lived to eat and I could not get out of the house I don't know if that's just my experience of this disease the thought getting out into the front yard was terrifying being seen by people was terrifying it was just terrifying and in fact even here today here I am speaking I mean my life today is the complete opposite of what it is in disease I speak in public. In those days, I blushed. I don't know if you, I was full of self-loathing. I hated myself. I hated my voice, my face, my hair, everything, my thinking. And I would blush. If you looked at me, I would blush. I was constantly thinking, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? What do I need to do to be safe? That's 15, Joe. Thank you so much. So, um, so in that place of high stress and high anxiety and daily using the food, how do we get out of that? How did I get from there to here? Living alone at 24, I couldn't turn up to work. 
I couldn't maintain any relationships. I didn't show up to my family. I didn't show up to anything. I showed up to the supermarket and the fast food restaurant. That was it. As long, especially if I didn't have to get out of the car. I really like those drive-throughs. I could spend money that I didn't have, like hundreds of dollars in one evening, going from fast food to fast food to fast food. I don't even, you know, what's going on? I could not stop. It was never enough. So how did I get from that loneliness to today? Today, I've been married now for over 15 years. It's quite a miracle if you knew me before. With a long-term relationship every year, it gets longer, right? Uh, I've had two kids. They're teenagers, almost one of them is just a preteen. She keeps telling me I'm not a teenager yet, Joe, mom. But, um, you know, I have, I have people. I have work. Like, I have people that I've shown up to every day for years and years and years. This is all they know. I tell them I used, this, is, this used to be my life and they just don't believe me. They don't understand it, right? Because they've seen me for years and years like this. And the way that I maintain my program is I work this, these steps. So if we go to spiritual experience, if you open it up, Appendix 2, we're going to look at it for a minute. Uh so when you look at it, right at the beginning, it says spiritual experience, spiritual awakening. What's the difference? They're just words. Don't get too hung up on words. But the definition, that spiritual experience, that's what Bill W. had. It was a moment of connection, and it was extreme. The spiritual awakening is this slow, gradual turn where you look back over your life and you realize, I'm, I'm different. And often with the spiritual awakening, it's the people around you that will notice before you. We just show up. And as I talk to my sponsors and, and people in my life, did you meditate today? Actually, I'm asking you right now, wherever you are in the world, did you meditate this morning? Because that's a measure of your connection because we don't always do it. And now I'm going to ask another question. Did you meditate before you had breakfast? Because we're in a food program. We need to connect to power before we use. Did you meditate before you had your breakfast? So I attend a 6.30 daily meeting and I meditate every day before that meeting. Now, of course, I'll tell you my meditation could be as short as two minutes. It doesn't have to be long. But meditation is another question. I mean, that's step 11. What is meditation? My understanding meditation when bill w wrote this book is to consider the day ahead to sit in this consideration and i suggest you use i have phrases that i use i sit in the power of an unanswered question sit in that power that's my spiritual awakening am i willing to sit because in disease in anxiety I don't want to sit with an unanswered question. Having an unanswered question actually creates anxiety. But today, I, am I willing to do it? Because that is the measure of my awakening. Every day is a day where I get to turn my will and my life over. Just today, did you meditate today? And while you're here and I've got you a captive audience, did you meditate before you checked the news? before you looked at your WhatsApp, before you read your emails. This is about power. This program is about I'm powerless 
and I need to connect to power. Did you connect to power today? Anything that you do before you connect to power is a chance for that disease to creep in. It's like I'll connect to power before I before I eat my food, but I won't connect to power with that relative. You know, I don't need power with that relative. And then we find ourselves binging on using on food again because there was an area where we thought we had power. We get off theme. I am powerless in all things. And when we live our life that way, our life transforms and we have this amazing transformation, a transformation in the way we think, we f- the way we feel and the way we behave. So um, I think my time's almost up. Just looking at that spiritual experience chapter there, the page in the book, the appendix two, down the bottom of that first page, with few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource. It's already there. It's inside you. You don't need to go anywhere or see anyone or jump through any hoops. It's in you right now. I like to imagine a quiet whispering sound. So I come from anxiety. That's my background. And I have the calamity. They talk about calamity that noise I have very noisy voices in my head that's my time that's time Jim. I'll just I'll just finish up I have very noisy voices in my head that tell me I'm not good enough I'll never be good enough I'll never get that thing or you know I'll, it'll I'll never feel safe I have very noisy voices but underneath those voices is a very quiet whispering gentle loving sound that tells me I'm enough. And that is that inner, my inner resource. It's inside me and I believe it's inside all of you as well. And we just show up and we put one foot in front of the other and our life transforms, listening to that quiet voice. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much, Joe. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions or star nine if you're on the phone. And I will call the raise hands in order. And uh, Subin will ask you to unmute when it was your turn. So Lisa, are you able to set a timer for three minutes and still be timekeeper? Yes. Okay, awesome. All right, and so Lisa will announce when time is up. If the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. All right, we're now open for sharing. We're gonna do Maggie's first, followed by Eileen. Hey, this is Maggie, compulsive overeater. Joe, thank you so much for your lead chair. I love that you started with um, your experience being someone who comes to meetings and cries. Um, yeah, and when I first came to program about a year and a half ago, um, I heard someone say to me, um, take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth. And so I never was the crier um, because, 
um, I thought the cotton had to be in my mouth. And, um, and since I had nothing useful to say anybody, I might as well just be quiet. Um, so I never was the crier. Um, I was too afraid to cry. Um, but now um, I'm realizing um, this is a place where I can cry. That's allowed here. It's allowed. Um, I don't have to show up in any particular way. And um, the most useful thing I can do probably is to just be myself, um, which happens to be right now. Um, so I, I too come from um, anxiety. That's my background. <laughs> I love that you said that. Um, and I got fully recovered in this program, um, went through all 12 steps and um, had a thought towards the end, to, like before my relapse where I was like, is this it? Like, this is it, this is recovery. Um, like, this is, not, this is not good enough for me because I still had all the voices. Um, and I'm learning now, like it takes a long time um, for those to get quieter um, and to hear that great reality within. Um, and I know what it feels like right now, like this is so much worse um, than, than it was before um, when I was kind of like white knuckling it. Um, my relapse process was long. It started long before I took that first compulsive bite. Um, but I know that in relapse, I am really high stress, high anxiety, like can't show up properly for anything. Um, and I don't love how I show up for my job um, as a teacher. Um, I really need to be there for um, their two-year-olds and they don't know how to do anything. They don't know how to be human beings. Um, so it's really important to me to show up as kind um, and loving and patient um, when they're having a temper tantrum. Um, so right now, like I've also heard like carry, carry the message, not the mess. And um, I'm the mess right now. Like I can't, I can't really lie about that. It's just true. Um, I raised my hand first. <laughs> I didn't wait like, oh, um, I'm just, there's a lull in the sharing. Like I raised my hand first because um, I know that like I am in a fight for my own life right now. Um, I need to be here with you guys sharing like this in a vulnerable way. I need to be in these steps. Um, and honestly, like I need to be the person who comes. Um, that's like, that's the best thing I can do. That's time. Thank you for my seeing that my internet connection is unstable. Um, I connect to power in part by connecting to you guys. Um, so yeah, I would love to talk to anybody <laughs> who um, who is okay with, with the mess that is me right now. Um, Joe, thank you again for your share. Thank you to everybody who's doing service. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Maggie. All right, Eileen, you're up, followed by Jen DC. All right. Uh, hi, thank you so much. Um, uh, Joe, thank you so much for your share. Thanks for traveling uh, across the world to join us tonight. Um, and uh, I'm really, uh, really grateful to be here tonight. I'm really glad to see everybody. I love uh, the spiritual experience. I have um, 
I have changed. Um, I like to change so much in the big book to I, um, and I've done that. Um, I like where it says, um, with few exceptions, um, our members, um, I found that I have tapped an unusual and unsuspected inner resource, which I presently identify with my own conception of a power greater than myself. Most, um, I think this awareness of a power greater than myself is the essential, is the essence of a spiritual experience. So how I define this for me is every single time that I am um, aware of kind of a contrary action in my life, for me, that is a spiritual experience. So when I am learning a new skill, when I am opening up to something that is new for me, that is um, when I am eating a vegetable that may I may have not eaten before, when I'm taking an outreach call that I maybe would not have done before, when I am learning a new lesson, when I'm feeling uncomfortable, when I'm choosing to feel uncomfortable, when I previously wouldn't have, when I'm saying, hey, God, what is it that you want me to learn here instead of feeling self-pity? All those things for me are spiritual experiences. You know, I come from 210 pounds and that was, in, and I lost that weight in Overeaters Anonymous and thank God for that. Overeaters Anonymous has brought me so, not only has brought me a spiritual awakening, but has brought me spiritual experiences. And I'm, I, I feel like I get so many of them, but I only notice them when I'm willing to see them. And I get so many of them every day. Every single time I get in my car and I decide to put on something that uplifts my spirit or every single time I choose to, you know, take uh, text somebody that is like, I know that I'm going to feel better about or it's going to connect me or um, every time I decide to, you know, say, hey, God, which way would you like me to go today? You know, every time I take an action that is going to connect me in a better way with with all of you with people, with humanity, and say, okay, God, where, where would you like me to go today? Those are all spiritual experiences for me. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that I am willing to see that today, willing to say, okay, what is the lesson here? Where do you, what does this mean? That's time, Riley. Okay. Anyways, I'm just, um, I just love the spiritual experience. Anyway, that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Eileen. Jen DC, you're up, followed by Yvonne A. Go ahead, Jen. Hey everyone, my name is Jen. I'm a compulsive overeater. Um, and I usually wasn't planning on sharing, but then when I saw it was Joe speaking, I just had to pop in and say, oh my God, what a gift. Um, so it was, it it felt like one of those higher power moments because. Uh, when I first came back to OA, I went to Joe's meeting regularly and um, it helped me so, so much. And it still does when I can get there. <laughs> so anyway, um, I loved what you shared. Um, and I love that appendix in the big book, um, the spiritual experience, because, um, you know, <laughs> Look, I've been morbidly obese, gained and lost hundreds of pounds my entire life. I've been up to 400 pounds. I've had weight loss surgeries. You know, I've done it all. I've done everything having to do with weight. I took every drug. I, 
you know, and um, like the only thing that keeps me sane is Overeaters Anonymous. Like, you know, I came in not a religious person, you know, and, and the spiritual experience speaks to me. And as someone who didn't have or doesn't have the typical God, but I have a higher power. And so, yeah, I need to tap into that power. I, I do it. I did it today in the sauna after I swam because like, I'm just alone in the sauna and I can just really be in my body. I'm naked, which, you know, (laughs) makes me feel really spiritual, but, um, (laughs) but, you know, most of the time, I mean, most of the, what underlies, I think, you know, my addiction is just wanting to not be conscious, fully conscious. You know, I don't want to feel those uncomfortable feelings. I don't want to feel the parts of my body that hurt. I don't want to feel sadness, loneliness, all those things. Um, And I know intellectually that the food is not going to help, but the nature of my disease, that doesn't matter, you know? So I do need to meditate. What I'm struggling with now, and I just need to put it out there, um, is that while I I'm comfortable connecting to a higher power and getting help from that power, I'm not so comfortable asking people for help. That's where I really have trouble. And that's what I need to be doing right now. That is definitely right now. My higher power is telling me every day that is what I need to do. And I still, I'm having a really hard doing it time doing it. I have trust issues and um, it's just another sort of level of isolation, like not really letting people all the way in or even just the words I could use some help, you know, it's, I feel vulnerable and unsafe. This time. Thank you. So that's what I'm working on. And again, thank you so much, Joe. It's great to see you and hear you. Thank you, Jen. Yvonne A, you're up, followed by Diane. Hi, Yvonne A, compulsive overeater. Oh, Joe, thank you so much. Um, I am having a tough day. And when you talked about having to work hard to uh, get up the hill or even just to stay where you are, uh, that really resonated because the last 24 hours have been a lightning speed downhill plunge for me is what it's felt like. And uh, sorry, I am a crier. (laughs) Can't turn the tears off today. Um, And it's just so crazy that I've gone from, you know, yesterday feeling like I was um, present, that, you know, I was reaching out to uh, my higher power, inviting them in regularly. And it's like, that was the first thing to go out the window today. And it's just, you know, it started out this morning, I didn't do my prayers, I didn't do my meditation, I just let myself wallow in this self pity and self centered thinking which leads to self-loathing and I mean honestly it's just this horrible downward spiral so I've talked to several people today talked to a newcomer to try and turn my thoughts to somebody else and so it's just really great to be here with all of you guys tonight it just makes me remember how sick I am and how much I need all of you so 
I don't know how much that I have a whole lot more to say. I, there's a line in here that I was reading before the meeting started about uh, he can only be defeated uh, by an attitude of intolerance or belligerent uh, denial. Interestingly, when I was on my phone on the phone with my sponsor today, she told me I was being a belligerent child. So um, I guess that's um, what's going on here. Uh, so I have been down on my knees. Um, just before this meeting started, which just made me cry some more. Um, and so now I have to just work really hard. Luckily, the food is still quiet. But yeah, my spiritual recovery is <coughs> in bad shape today. So I'll pass with that. That's all. Thank you all for being here. I love everybody very much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Thank you for sharing. We are now uh, going to stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Subin, can you stop the recording, please?